Hey, everybody. Welcome to the You Asked For It podcast. My name is Will, and this is a limited run series podcast we're doing here on the series You Asked For It at Grace Family Church here in Tampa, Florida, where we're going to be talking about some of your questions, breaking down, and getting a little bit more in detail from the message this past weekend. If you didn't get a chance to uh, watch or listen to Pastor Craig's message uh, from this past week, you might want to do that. might help you with the conversation we're going to have. Uh, but let me introduce who we have with us here today. Of course, first, we have Pastor Hal Mayer. Good morning. Glad to be here with you. Pastor Mike Ash. Hey, everybody. And of course, the man himself, Pastor Craig Alvin. Hey, guys. How you doing? So we're here today. Pastor Craig, I'm going to start with you. Uh, we just got off of a, a really easy message on hell uh, from, <laughs> from the weekend, right? I know a lot of people, you know, just a really, really way to ease into the series, right? Uh, but give us a little recap of kind of what you talked about, some of the maybe the, the points you hit, and now that's just been a, a few days, maybe some things you've thought about since then. Sure. Uh, hey, can we start with a, a victory celebration for the Buccaneers? Come oh, on, hey, I mean, hey, everyone thought they were going to lose, and we are one and zero. And my prediction is we're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, you got to start on a high, yeah, and and listen, right. this, this this can't we be have a church. to start high because this is a difficult subject. Yes. <laughs> This can be a church podcast. It can be a sports podcast, right? It can really be whatever we really yeah, want it to. There you be. go. I like that. Yeah. So celebrate with the Bucks. We're going to start there. Yes. There you go. Take but it away hey, from honestly. The, you know this message, and we called it the truth about hell. First of all, man, it is very difficult. No one wants to talk about it. Preachers don't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. Mm. I said I don't like the idea of hell. But if I'm going to be a good, loving pastor, if Jesus talked about it, which he did 40 mm. times yeah. in the New Testament, mm. Jesus mentions hell and judgment. I have to. I mean, I mm. you know, you know, I, I referred in the message. If you're a if you're a good neighbor and you see your house, someone's house burning, uh, you would go to that neighbor's house because they're unaware and go, hey, wake up. There's a fire in your house. I mean, I, I would do it because I love you and care for you. So difficult subject. Things need to be said. I understand emotionally and feelings how we feel. But like we said, do you ask for a series or anything we talk about? We're going to take the biblical view. Right. We believe God's word is the absolute truth. It is the blueprint for life. And so, but our biblical view may conflict with our emotions and feelings because right. we all have emotions and feelings and questions, mm -hmm. other questions about hell. Hopefully we can answer today. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything you guys want to add? Before we well, and I know one of the things you even said in there is like, just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. And, and that's the hard part in a lot of so what we look at in, in God's word. And really what we're going to be talking about this entire series is a lot of times there's very uncomfortable truths. Uh, it doesn't mean we look away from it. It just means we got to look into it and figure out what the Bible says. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's all done It's with a heart of empathy. Absolutely. I think talking about these things and hitting hard topics, you know, it's not hellfire and brimstone and we're going to go at people. Mm -hmm. It really is communicating it because when we understand some of these hard truths, it helps us understand who Jesus is better, mm -hmm. how to walk on our faith better. And so it is important to hit them, but it's not done from a, oh, let's get them. Yeah. It's yeah. Done there's no a, joy in it. There's no, no joy in it. That's a great way to say it. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, anybody that was too happy that we were talking about hell, we had to have another conversation. Yeah, there's, right. so, there are yeah. the sick, sick Christians out yeah. there. You're, if you love talking about hell, well, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's hell week at church. Yeah, Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it. Okay, cool. Well, I, you know, one of the things you asked for it is a series based off of questions people yeah. have. So we yeah. thought we'd do today to kick us off is just dig into some of those questions. And the first one uh, that we got, which is really interesting, is, you know, we talk about at, at the end of your message, I love how you were like, hey, like, don't let today be the day like now you've heard. Right. Like this, this today's your day that you've heard. Uh, one of the questions out there is what about the people 
who haven't heard, right? right? Yeah. Uh, if there are people out there who may live in other countries or who may mm-hmm. live in areas where it's, it's very unchurched, what do we say about those people who they were like, I never heard the name Jesus? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, what about the days before Jesus came? How do those people get saved if Jesus is the way? Yeah. And I think it is answered. In fact, Hal's going to turn to a verse in Romans 1 that I use a lot. And if you'll go and read this scripture from Paul in Romans, he does a great job of kind of covering a lot of that question, and I think it's Romans 1. How yeah, do you Rome, have that? Romans 1, 18 says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth in their wickedness. Since what, we, since what may be known about God's plan is to them because God has made it plain to them. For since in creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his internal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. So you just time out right there. He says the the, the heavens declare the mm. glory of God. And I have read this about certain African tribes from a missionary who had never heard the name of Jesus. But when he walked into uh, their tribe, they realized right. that they had acknowledged God as creator. Because mm. there's a lot of tribes that worship many gods, a mm. sun god, a moon god, a water god. But yet some had that revelation right. you know, of wait a minute, there's one God, one Father. Yep. And I interpret that as they're good. They never heard Jesus, but they, what they did know, they acknowledged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you see it again once uh, Jesus, when he healed a blind man, uh, he goes back into it because the Pharisees kind of come back at him and go, well, was this a sin or whatever? And he says this in uh, verse 41, he says, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. So it's it really is. It's based on what we know. And I, it's interesting. I had a guy come up to me and go, well, then why are we telling people about it? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I go, well, then we have a misunderstanding of how great God is. And like the fact that it's a great thing for somebody to understand who God is, not only for heaven, but for the way we get to live our lives. Amen. And so it, it's that. But I think it also goes into, and I think we talked about this because mm-hmm. I get this a lot. Like, what about babies? What about young kids? Right. Like, do they have the ability, like what happens if they, if they die, like what, what's there? And then you have to kind of go into the idea of like, God is just yeah. in what they can mm-hmm. understand. And I, I know, cause I've heard people say, well, it may be if a kid is not baptized and that's not what baptism does. You don't see that here, right. here in the Bible. But what, what we do see is that God is a just God and being in youth ministry for so many years and understanding the psychology of it, kids don't even have the ability to understand abstract thought until like mm-hmm. eighth or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And love is an abstract thought (laughs) and not just because men, we don't understand it, (laughs) but (laughs) it's an abstract thought. So for, even when you're looking at kids, like even having the full understanding of who God is, what, what we're trying to get across in scripture is you're only, uh, you're only held accountable for what you can understand and what you can know. That you can make a a decision on. Right. Gotcha. So basically people answer their question about little children and baby. I don't know what the exact age accountability is, but No, there's no children. Right. One day. Oh, and it's hell. probably different for everyone as far sure. as what that age is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So like for me, I was a little demon at six. I knew what hey. I was doing. <laughs> so I don't know what would have happened to me. <laughs> so Thor, uh, for the, the blue collar Christian out there, right? Who hears your Romans one, right? And they're like, okay, well, how does that answer my question? Right. If you had to break it down and take Romans one and everything we've talked about, break that down a little bit for someone who's like, okay, cool. I heard the Bible verse. I heard you talk about the missionary. What does that mean? Can I just say that that, that scripture is for a very, probably small group. We mm-hmm. live in a world today with technology. Uh, right. There are a lot of people 
And notice that verse in Romans, who suppressed the truth. To suppress truth, you must first have known truth. Mm-hmm. And God is promising, however methods or ways he's going to do it, God will make sure everyone knows truth. That what he's saying here, they are suppressing the truth right. to believe their own truth. Yeah. And so gotcha. I think we got to look at that part and go, I don't know all the ways how God's going to reveal himself to people, mm-hmm. but as Hal said, he is just, mm-hmm. and he will do it in a way where they will have full knowledge of what they're rejecting right. or what they're accepting. That's what I think a lot of what Romans 1 is trying to say. And, no. and really that question about whether the people in parts of the earth who do not know about Jesus, you know, there's a prediction right now that by 2030 that the word of God is going to be translated into every possible language into every people group because there are some Bible translators out there that are actually working to make that happen. Wow. Mm-hmm. So even that question of what do you do about people who've not heard about Jesus, some of that is going, it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. We are, people are working to do some of that through Wycliffe Bible translator, yeah. One Hope, some other people that are out there doing that. And so even that question is about to not come to an end, but about to be a place where it's not as significant mm-hmm. because the word of God is going to be in every language, in every tribe, to give everyone yeah. the opportunity to hear about Jesus and make a decision. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I think the other thing that, that that was brought up, some of the questions, very emotional question. What about my mom? Right. My dad, my brother, my friend. I I didn't see anything where they showed that at some point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they I, they never really confessed or let me know that they had accepted right. Jesus. And I have grave concerns for that. And, man, I get that. That is emotional. That is something uh, that we got to – but I come back to one interesting story. And I, maybe I'm stretching a little bit. I don't think I am. You know, the thief on the cross. I mean, yeah. he had an hour to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. We don't know what people are doing the last 24 hours of their life. If God is merciful and just and patient and kind, he's mm-hmm. doing everything he can to get his message across. So I would say to those, you don't really know. Yeah. In their the night before they passed away, what was going on, what they were wrestling with and their own thoughts in life, because God knows the beginning from the end. I just believe God is such an amazing, gracious God. He's going to come in and, 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 and help people, even in their last moments, to make a decision. I, I look at the thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. I think we can take that and go, wow. So instead of being pessimistic about it, I, I would like to be hopeful to go. Yeah. I, you may not, none of us will know probably till, the, till we get to heaven. Yeah. But man, I just believe God is always reaching out for that last moment, last chance. You know, we call it Hail Mary, right? <laughs> uh, that, that people can receive Christ. And that's right. what I hope and believe for. Yeah. I, yeah, I know we were talking yesterday about this and, and just a, a personal story about that. Uh, so my story is my mom passed away when I was 25 and, uh, my grandparents, uh, grandfather was a pastor. I've always worked in churches. Um, I think sometimes when you, when you are, you go to church a lot or you volunteer, you work in church, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, yeah. Like you see people's faith worked out and you're like, well, I, I know this person or I know that person. Uh, my mom wasn't one of those people. Right. And my grandmother had this this really, this huge struggle where she was like, you know, was she saved or, or, or what happened? Cause it was kind of a sudden passing. Um, but it's funny how God does things. We were cleaning out her house and, uh, in her nightstand, in her drawer, we opened it and it was this Bible and it was full of highlights and notes and like, you know, all these different things. And so just to say to wow. your point, to your point, right? Like, it's like, you, you don't, you don't really like, 
you know, unless you know someone incredibly intimately, which in today's culture is like very rare, right? Mm -hmm. That, that, you know, there's so many things, it's so hard to be vulnerable and people hold things Mm -hmm. back. But unless you really know them, like you don't know what their experience has been. And and you really, you really, uh, you won't know until you get there probably. Let's be hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not the judge. So it's like, God says it's only, only he can judge the heart. And so we don't know a lot of times. Right. So we can, we can hope. And that's what pastor Greg said. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one of the other questions that we had come in is, uh, so we talk about hell this weekend, uh, lots of questions pour in. One of the ones I thought was interesting is like, Hey, why aren't more people talking about this? I think if you, if you grew up in church, like Mm -hmm. a lot of us did, I mean, I grew up in a Baptist church, so I heard this once a week, right? I mean, it's, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just from from my old church that I grew up in, nothing Mm -hmm. about anybody else and how they do church, but it does seem like, you know, we heard this a lot more growing up then we hear it now. Mm -hmm. So why is it that it feels like sometimes we just don't like talking about it? Yeah. Mike, why don't you start? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I think it is, it's a hard thing to talk about. I think being able to explain it and and approach it, it is one of those things that I think sometimes in church, you know, you're trying to decide what you're going to talk about and the message you're going to approach. And I think when you go to hard topics, it's easier just not to talk about it. And I think that's it. And I think because enough of us, grew up in that fire and brimstone talking about some of those things that that we almost want to make it more welcoming for that new person and -hmm. i think the trick and this is the thread that i would say pastor craig especially when he speaks and hal and and that they they thread this needle of we are going to speak the hard truth in a way that appeals to people that maybe didn't grow up in a very welcoming environment life-giving environment and so i think i think there's a conviction of we are supposed to speak and preach God's whole truth, but in a way that's not that's that, that is life giving. That's probably the best way to say it. And I think that's a tricky thing to do. I think it's a hard thing to do. And I think inevitably, people that didn't grow up with that are triggered. Mm. And so inevitably, mm. and any time a message like this, I'm sure Pastor Craig has gotten a few emails about people that are right. Something happened, or their parent, or someone didn't. You know, they they weren't sure about their salvation. Right. And so there's a there's a whole pastoral side of that on the other it's side, good. and no. so I think it's just hard it's just hard to do it, um, but I think if we can speak the truth in a life giving way, I think I think that's really the right way to do it. That's just harder than it looks to be able to do it. Yeah, it's funny when you I looked at a Gallup poll and Americans in America, sixty percent of people don't believe in hell. Wow, yeah. that's a little bit of a concern because they, <laughs> yeah, they they should yeah. Uh, for from a biblical view, but then twenty five percent of Christians. Don't mm. believe in a hell because wow. it's just, it's hard to deal with. So we rationalize yeah. away truth and we can't do that. It's so much easier to sell the benefits, right? That's why preachers avoid it. I mean, I was looking archives of pastors that preached on hell. It's, it's, it, it doesn't sell a lot of books, <laughs> yeah. right. you know what I mean? And so it is, <clears throat> it is needed. I think what Mike said is huge. I think the, the old school way of, you know, very condescending and condemning. Actually, if you speak about hell in the right way, it can be hopeful that man, God's desire and heart and will for no one to go there. And there's mm-hmm. hope. He's given us a plan, a provision, a way out. Like I used the other day, he's given us a life, uh, eternal life insurance policy that we don't pay for. So there is good news in the midst of having to hear the bad news, but it's, it's hard to talk about when I was finished after f- four services over the weekend i was emotionally exhausted because we do care about what people think i don't want people to think i'm just some hell breathing fire but there's that 
you know, emotional part that I felt. Mm -hmm. So we, we get it. That's why sometimes pastors don't. And I think that's where we're making a mistake. Mm -hmm. You can't swing the pendulum all the way the other way to where we're just going to talk about grace and the benefits and loving Jesus. Uh, He talks about it. So it needs to be shared. Yeah. And I think part of the challenges is that all of us, you know, I think intuitively the idea of heaven and hell is okay but when it becomes personal, yeah. the idea that I had someone in my family who passed away that wasn't a Christian, like being confronted with that was stuff. So I think even the reason why Christians or Americans or, you know, don't believe in hell, I think it's because when you, when you're confronted with it, it's so hard to process through that and how to, hard to process yeah. through how that could be and how you're, they could be there. And so I think it's a little bit of that. None of us really want to think about those things. And so when we're confronted with it and we talk mm-hmm. about it, it's 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 hard for people to kind of determine, hey, this person that I loved and cared for and were a good person, how could they not be in heaven? And so I think I think they would rather believe that just hell didn't exist than mm-hmm. they would uh, with the idea that maybe that good person mm-hmm. could be there. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's hard. It's a challenge. I've, I've had that with my family as well. And so I think it's a, a consistent struggle. Yeah, and I do. I thought it was one of the, and I don't know how you say it, but one of the nicest messages I've heard on hell. I, I just, <laughs> I, you coming off your three month sabbatical, I was like, oh no, like <laughs> what's going to happen? Like he's ready to go. But it, it was because I've heard a lot. I mean, I grew up too in a very conservative church and it was not said with so much hope. Right. Uh, but I do, I think a little bit it goes into just really where we are today with moral relative, relativism and just the idea of comfort. Like it's, it's the truth in America. We have this problem with hell and third world countries. They don't. Right. And, and so it's the same thing with like, I'm going to be talking about suffering this week. It just, it, it goes into it. Like we have this idea somewhere along the way, we had this idea that everything is supposed to be perfect for us. Yeah. Yet when, when you read everything in the Bible, like that's not the way it went at all. Like the disciples, all but one were martyred. <laughs> like they went through really tough times. Like this was a very real thing to them, but we've gotten so used to comfort. And even I would say some people, it, it, we, they see Christianity as their, like their side comfort of I'm going to live my life and then I'm going to have Jesus on my side right here and he's going to take care of my future. But we don't see it as like really the full understanding of like what we're giving our life to. And that there is a choice and that choice absolutely matters, but it's tough. It's tough, especially when you have family and friends who you're not sure. And I understand that, like, I'm not putting that away, but it, it's a tough thing for us to swallow because we do, we expect things to, to be able to go the way we think they should, because we also, in, in our world today, we like the idea of being able to go, well, if I was God, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think even yeah. as believers, we have a responsibility yeah. that if hell is real, there should be a little more of an urgency and an openness for us to risk sharing our faith, knowing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. eternal life is online. That doesn't mean I should go up to someone like I did when I first got saved with my mother. You know, I got <laughs> saved. I've been saved two weeks. My first conversation with my mom was, Mom, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to hell. Mm. That probably wasn't the best start, <laughs> but, but we should have that in the back of our mind, that yeah. urgency. Yeah. So when I'm sharing, if I get rejected because, well, at least I, I gave an effort. I, I just right. think that um, we need to be more bold and courageous because there's a lot more at stake than we would want to admit mm-hmm. with yeah. our friends and family. Yeah, so, yeah fo- following Jesus is... It is not just a way of life so that you can live life better. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And if you yeah. believe that, and that's what I I would say, Pastor Craig is an evangelist at heart. That's, this mm-hmm. is who he is. So talking about hell is simply to get people pointed towards heaven. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. And I think sometimes if you, if you erase hell, 
and Christianity is just a really fun way to live or like a good way mm-hmm. to live. And it's right. a, it's more like a self-help and that's, there, there are parts of that. He will give you an abundant life, but man, it is more than that. There is no, an right. eternal thing at stake of where we're going to end up. And the biggest decision we make is what we believe about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because after this life, we're going to spend eternity somewhere and right. we're either going to spend it in heaven or spend it in hell. Yeah. And so it's so important to talk about. And when you don't talk about hell, when you erase hell, it really does take away the power of not only what he does in this life, but what Jesus has the ability to do and what he's done for us in the next mm-hmm. life. Right. Yeah, I mean, think about that, Mike. You just made me think, if you erase, if you erase hell, then why the cross? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, why would he have to suffer and die on a cross for what? So we can have a right. better life on earth? Then, then <laughs> God's sadistic. It, it, right. If, if, he, if he did it for no, like that's yeah. a, just a sadistic God yeah. that wanted to see his son suffer, right. which right. is not who God is. Right. Like it had to happen for a reason. Yes, yeah. that's good. There's a great uh, YouTube video out there. I think it's uh, from Penn and Teller. Penn Gillette is the one that talks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's a great YouTube video out there of uh, someone asking him a question. He is a professed atheist and someone was asking about, hey, the people who come up and share Christ with you, like how how do you feel? He's like, I think it's great. Yeah. He's like, because if you're out there and you believe this and you believe that there is, there's a hell and like there's an, an, an eternal place of suffering. Mm-hmm. He's like, why would you not be telling everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. um, about, you know, your truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, once again, a little controversial because he's an atheist, but he approaches it from a place. He uses an illustration. If I'm remembering correctly, where he's like, Hey, if I'm standing in the street and there's a truck coming for me and you don't tell me, right. right. He's like, how, how this shows no compassion That's to people. Good. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, even someone like that that can see it and go, yeah, if, if this is if this is what you believe and like if you really say there is a hell, then why aren't you telling everybody yeah. that yeah. that uh, that you know it That's exists? Good. That's good. So, um, great. I know how you maybe had a few more questions uh, that uh, that you had gotten over the yeah. weekend. I, I do have one. It's like, what what is easier to talk about, Pastor Craig? Um, hell or finances? <laughs> Those are two of the ones that people like touching in church. That's right. Or yeah. politics. How about or politics? Oh, yeah. Man, I just wasn't sure which one got the more emails. It probably yeah. is. Yeah. The tithing. So stay tuned. The next three yeah. messages are <laughs> politics, finance. I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, well, I, I do. I, we, we got one um, really about purgatory. Because that's one that we hear about. Oh, and just right. just the idea that, hey, is there a place that my relatives go to that, that the idea is that I can have someone pray them into heaven? Mm. And so they're dead, or, but they're in purgatory. Or give yeah, basically sometimes it's just monetary. Yeah. Uh, or it's monetary so that the person prays them into heaven. And and, and the thing is you just don't see that in scripture. So there's a denomination. There is a denomination that absolutely believes that. And I understand why they believe that. Like it's a great, it's that, it's that side of hope or whatever it may be. And at the same time, it may also be taking advantage of people wanting that hope. Um, Yeah. It's a manipulative. It's a manipulative. Yeah. Finances or for control over, Mm. over. And so when it was established, that's what it was. It really was a financial tool that if Mm -hmm. you give X amount of dollars and you can essentially buy your relative into, or if you don't, then you can try to pray, but it was also manipulative to keep you in the church. Yeah. So it wow, maybe we can do a control. building fund like that. <laughs> but, awesome. well, I will say, I I was listening to somebody talk about this. It's kind of it kind of even goes into the same thing, even with the, the the baby baptism. Is the idea that you can impart your salvation, right? Yeah. And that is the idea, and that is that I can impart my salvation to them in the same way I can impart my salvation to somebody else. Yeah, the Bible is, says, "Repent, believe, and be baptized." So, right. I don't know many babies that repent at a year old or right or, or nowhere do old. you see it's a hey, your dad was a Christian, so it's right. okay. 
Okay. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but if you have a family member or a friend who passed away that wasn't a Christian, the attractiveness behind oh, absolutely. you should sure. pay money and give them into heaven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, if that was true, which again, it's not found anywhere in scripture. Right. If it was true, of course it's very attractive. And so, right. and in the time when that was introduced, there were not easy access to Bibles. So mm-hmm. no one necessarily could go, that's not in here. They just had to trust that the religious leaders of the day were telling them the truth. And so right. it was, yeah. yeah. So they made a lot of money then on really, really bad centers because if you're really, really bad, you had to pay a whole lot more money. A whole lot more money. Uh, so for you, better, Will, you better fork for it up. Will, it would have been what? <laughs> here it comes. million dollars? Here it comes, man. I, you know what? I don't even know. It, the, 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 the sum is too high to even talk about on this podcast. <laughs> I knew at some point it would go at back some to point. Well. Listen, listen, like I said, man, I'm just a blue collar Christian here mm-hmm. in this podcast. You guys are the smart ones. I'm just here to pull out the real knowledge. There yeah, right. right. Anything else that we want to cover before we kind of before we kind of wrap I can, up? I can throw out a question we got online. Yeah. Um, and this is I've heard this before. Uh, if Jewish people were God's chosen people, then why do, why would they go to hell? Yeah. And it's, it's that idea of like, oh, well, they're God's chosen people. But at the same time, I think what we fail to understand is that when Jesus came, it leveled the entire playing field. Like you see that throughout the entire Bible, talking about both Jews and Gentiles, right. it's not just for them. And so the idea after that moment, after Jesus, and this may sound controversial, but they're no longer God's chosen people. Hmm. Everyone is. And so this idea of of this is what I, I am, or this is what I was that, that if without Jesus, it doesn't matter. Cause you see the Pharisees doing the same thing, rejecting yeah. Jesus over and over again. And he calls them a lot of fun names. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't exclusive. Uh, it was, that's the whole point of the gospel mm-hmm. it was for the gospel. It was for the Gentiles and the Jews. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and I do, I pray for my Jewish friends yeah. because, uh, you know, they've have certain teachings that, that exclude Jesus. They believe in one God, but the mm-hmm. Jesus part and, uh, but the good news is he's he's wanting everyone to come to know him yeah. and and uh, he's going to give everyone that opportunity. Yeah. And I, and I do think this, I think uh, I think even calling it the Old Testament, and the New Testament loses a little bit of it. Originally, it was the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, which helps us understand. See, the Jewish people, they were under the Old Covenant. You do the right things. God blesses you. You do the wrong things. Then yeah. you you had God's wrath when the New Covenant came in. It was for everyone. That's when it changed. Right. And so there is no longer an exclusive God's chosen people anymore because it is it is everyone. Well, guys, this has been awesome. So great first podcast. Yeah. Uh, we, we Yeah, we'll do this yeah. again next week. You'll be in the hot seat, right? Yeah. You're speaking this weekend, so we'll have all the questions ready for you. Uh, if you are watching this and you do have any questions uh, for any message we have coming up, I would encourage you, if you're watching on YouTube, drop them in the comments yes. uh, down below. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, I would say find us on GFC Florida, all our social handles. Send us a direct message. Our social team's even doing some stuff where they're sending yeah. out some stories that you can jump in because uh, this is what this whole series is about. You mm-hmm. asked for it. These guys are here to answer your questions. And uh, thanks for being here, guys. All right. Enjoy Thank it. you. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week.